Because if you're constantly putting everybody else above your own needs, how can you possibly be the best you for everybody else in your life? What's shaking? Welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I'm here with Diana Lugoli. Hello, Diana. Hello, Rick. Thank you. Lady Thank D. you for having me. <laughs> Lady D. I like that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to have you here because uh, we're going to talk about some pretty deep things today, like divorce, like heart attack, like abortion. And a lot of these things can change the course of somebody's life. And I'm sure they have yours too, going through some of these things. Let's dive right in because we're just going to get down to the nitty gritty. Sound good? Mm -hmm. Yes, let's go. Awesome. First off, I mean, going back to 2018, I mean, that's a lot of things, you know, you were in the midst of burnout, right? Mm -hmm. What was causing no. this burnout? Mm -hmm. Yes. So 2018, uh, so... 2017, at the end of that year, I decided to go full into my coaching business and I had my first paying client. Yay. And then I decided to actually like, you know, I was working one to one. So let's just go. You know, everyone was telling me like, you need to scale your business, of course, and you need to launch one to many. And for me, I wanted to create a course and I wanted to do an academy that's going to support moms in business to thrive, to not sacrifice their own, you know, time and energy and family. And there I was working 16 hours, 17, 18. Um, like my value still to this day is freedom. And like, what freedom? If I'm like working 16, 17, 18 hours, um, there was no sign of freedom. And 8th of March, uh, International Women's Day. That was the launch of the academy. And energetically, and we can go into that as well. Energetically, I was bumped. I was so frustrated. There is no way that I was energetically capable to selling anything or promoting because I was working so much. I was um, one man show, one woman show. <laughs> and um, I found myself in a position where my husband came to me and he said, you know, do you have time for lunch? I'm free today, so let's go. You know, you were you were working really hard for the past few months. Let's just go, you know, let's just cel celebrate this day. And I said, can I just finish this? And he said, okay. After five minutes, he came up with the suitcase. And he said, there's a thing, you know, about you. You always need to finish something. And I was like, what? And he said, well... I'm, I'm finishing this. And he walked away and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what's this? this? A, we have like, holy, was this out of nowhere? Just all of a sudden? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I knew that the, this is coming because we had three small kids, but it was like, we hadn't have a conversation. We were working on an autopilot. Our, you know, that was so 17 years of marriage was like, you know, became just a routine. You know, there was no passion. I was only what I could actually put my passion into was my business. And, you know, that was the first sign that I realized something is not working. You know, I didn't sign up for this. And after the launch, well, it was a failed launch. Uh, a group program with one person is not the group. So I just said, you know, I was, I was not just bummed because I 
emotionally, I invested so much into this. I didn't get even the return on investment. I invested in a coach and platforms and all this time. And I said, you know, what is going on? Like, there has to be another way. And the, the next day after the, the close card, after the launch was done, I couldn't get up out, out of my bed. And I was like, is that like just a hangover? <laughs> is that what, what it is? And three days, literally, like, Rick, I'm not kidding you. I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. I didn't find any motivation. I had like three small kids jumping and saying like, mom, you know, let's go, you know, let's, you know, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't really like get myself up and I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I, I was so exhausted. And at that time, I didn't know that that was a burnout. Um, I was just like thinking, I'm just tired. I was so working so hard. Um, I, I had a conversation with my husband and we sorted out things. And I said, yes, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And that, two months after that, I launched another program, which was a success. We, we had some people coming in, which was awesome. Um, I thought that I'm doing smarter. Um, and then my father, who is also an entrepreneur, and he taught me that um, hustle and bustle and all the you know hard work. I'm an immigrant kid, so for us it was always like you know you need to prove yourself, you need to work hard, you need to study hard. Um, so my my father got the heart attack, and when I asked him, so what do you think? You know, you you eat so healthy and you you live healthy. What what causes that? And he said, well. I'm so stressed. I stress about the money. More I stress about the money, less money I make. And it's like, it's just this vicious circle. And I said, well, you know, I don't know, but I think that I'm in that vicious circle myself. And we had a conversation and he said, you know, if there is something that you adopted from me is that working discipline. You know, you, you really always work hard and you always found yourself, you know, to, to nail something if you wanted, if you were passionate. I said, I don't necessarily know that that's a good thing. Um, then in June, um, <laughs> I found myself in this vicious, vicious cycle again. And I wasn't, we, I was pregnant with my fourth kid and I was so mentally ill. Um, I was just, I don't know. I, I don't feel that I want to live like this. And How many months yeah. was this from the, the point of your failed launch to the, the pregnancy three with months. your fourth year? So three that months. Was, wow. Yeah, that's three months. And it was a lot like I thought that I, was, that I was doing well. I kind of like just wanted to hide everything under the, the mat, you know. I was yeah. just like I, I was reading some stuff about, you know, being exhausted, you know, and that was also like, okay, so we, we moved to Sweden. Maybe also like, it's just that daylight switch is like, you know, you're going from this um, spring season to summer season. Maybe it's that, you know, I was just like fooling myself. It's not the burnout. It can be, this doesn't happen to me. Um, and then when I had an abortion, I said, you know, um, it's time to really just to, to take an inventory of my life, who I am, yeah, who I want to be, you know. Why did um, you decide to have an abortion in that state? Um, so me and my husband, so we discussed and I said, you know, he said, if you're going to do this, like this, 
you know, do you think even that you can raise, you know, another kid, you know, can we do this? Um, and honestly, I said that an instant, I said, no, I, 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 I can't see myself as being a mom of four, four kids. I, I just can't. Um, and he said, you know what, um, I'm going to support you, whatever you decide. Um, it's your body. It's, you know, it, it is my kid, but it's, you know, if you feel, because that, to, uh, to that point, when I didn't start my business, it was always like, I always prioritize my kids. Like that was always like, I was, if someone would ask me, what do I pride myself the most was probably the motherhood part where I was like really thriving as a mom. Like everyone always would said, you know, you're so good with kids. And yeah. It just got like so crazy in the last six months. And I was like, what? That's not the mom that I used to be. Like, that's not even the mom that I want to be. So I needed to just, you know, look, who am I? Who have I become? And who do I want to be? What was your, what were you doing before you had your first paying client? Before all this started? Um, so I had a, yeah. So I had a network marketing business, okay. which was, yeah. So that was, um, we were kind of, we, we, we had a really good, we were uh, present in fifth, five countries. Um, it was re doing really well, but I was always traveling and going to, going to these as seminars and educational stuff. I was always away from my family. So I already had that leadership and coaching skills. So it was an easy transition to just, you know, decide I'm going to go online and be a coach. Um, and also got that client, you know, she, she said, like, can you be my mentor? It was literally like something that happened so naturally and so organically. Um, so you said that you really proud, you were really proud of yourself as a mom. So when you're traveling with the network marketing business, how did you maintain such a great relationship with your kids? So it was always what I was good at. And I, what I think that made me, you know, was always taking my kids, you know, what do they need? How can I care, you know, in a way that I, uh, I listen to them. I, you know, I, it was always like that, you know, I always put them on a, you know, in a front. Yeah. yeah. And, I never missed any of, you know, I, I had that freedom still. I never missed any of the school plays of, you know, never, never. I knew, never had this, you know, if they are at home, I'm going to stay at home. Uh, I always did homeworks with them. I always sit with them. And it was, you know, as much as I was away, I was also, I was present. I was always there where when I started my online business, there was always something I was so restless. There was always something that needed to be fixed. Um, because when I was away, I was away. When I was here, I was here. That was a big distinction. Um, I never, I, I had the full focus when I was at home with them. I had the full focus. So now I'm here. I'm not taking care of my business. I'm really taking care of my kids. Having fun with them. And hmm. um, yeah. So being away so long, actually, it sounds like it helped you be a better mom, at least in that stage, because you were able to, am I hearing you right? That you were able to separate those portions of your life and really almost simultaneously give your full attention to two things, both your professional life yes. and being a mom by having that almost that geographic separation at times. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And then when you because started, it your was, exactly, because it was like, you know, I could 
what my mom taught me, and she was 42 years in in uh, in one company. She was a nurse. She was like, so she taught me um, that there, I don't necessarily love the word balance, but she taught me that, you know, you can be a, in the job and when you come home, you fully support your family. And that was in the sense that was me. I can leave my job and my career somewhere and come home and be fully present with my kids. So that was something that my mom taught me, um, which it's, she was like, you know, that in entrepreneurial way, I would say that now there are things that I put boundaries and I, and I still prioritize my kids, but I do put myself first. Uh, so that was a huge, huge uh, shift uh, in the past few years. <laughs> and you're saying that's a good thing, right? Putting yourself first? Yeah, yeah because even I think that, yeah. So here, uh, probably I'm not making sense now. So taking care of my kids, like that's priority. We yeah. need to give them love, nurturing, and, you know, basic needs. But what I was thinking um, back then and how I actually transformed from being a burnout coach and, you know, being overwhelmed and now like really having a thriving um, business where I do prioritize myself. I do, you know, yeah. if, I, if I need to, I'm not just at home and saying, you know what, I'm having this podcast and I'm after that, yep. I have another yep. meeting. I have coaching. Right time. on. Exactly. But I say, you know what, I'm going to go and take a massage for myself. I'm going to go and, you know, buy myself a lunch. Um, I'm going to take care of myself first, and then I'm going to take care of my family and my business. That's great. That's really fantastic. Putting yourself first actually allows you to be a better person for everybody else. Because if you're constantly putting everybody else above your own needs, how can you possibly be the best you for everybody else in your life? It's a, that's a fantastic shift that in, when you started your business I and mean, you were putting in 16, 17, 18 hours a day, why did you it's feel business. like you, yeah. Why did you feel like you needed to do that? Uh, I'm asking yeah, you because when great... I started, I would do the same thing, you know, 12 years ago, I did the exact same thing. I want to hear what was going through your head. I think that I was always feeling that I'm missing out on something. There was like, I need to fix this. I need to finish this. I need to, and everything by myself, that was just the mentality that I, or the story that I bought into. I need to do everything by myself. There is no person that can do or fix something uh, like me. <laughs> so I think that there was just not enough time. I, I guess I believe that there is not enough time that I, I'm going to miss if I go to sleep. Um, yeah. yeah. How did you get over that? I mean, if I could call it a lie, if that's okay, that there's nobody yeah, that can yeah. fix something. How did you get over that lie? You know, besides so, coming to the point of having an abortion, I mean, obviously that's a pivotal point, it sounds, in your life. But how did you ultimately get over that lie and say that you can depend on other people? Yeah, so I said uh, that summer, 2018, I said, you know what, I'm just going to take a break. Um, I'm just going to take a break and see what, what's going to happen. Um, do I need to, you know, I'm going to see and listen to my body, what my body is saying to me, um, where do I need to go? I was so, I was already into manifestation and, you know, really feeling the law of attraction, but I never applied it. I knew how, how it works, but I said, you know what, if there's going to be a sign, 
that's I'm going to be open, but I'm only going to be open if I'm going to be present. I can only see the things if I have like my open mind and open heart to see those things. And no work. For that summer, I didn't do any work. I signed up for a mastermind. Um, and I was just, you know, having, I was just curious. What are other people doing that, you know, I was just being surrounded with still in contact with other entrepreneurs and just seeing what is going on. And in August 2018, I met a wonderful lady that was just as crazy as I am. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, so let's just jump on a call. Let's just see where this goes. And in instant, we decided to, to, to do a program. And I said, you know what? I was already burned out. Uh, I don't have good boundaries. I don't have good work ethics, healthy work ethics. And she said, you know what? If you help me with this, I'm going to help you with this. <laughs> so she had some traits that I could use and I had something that she could use. And we said, okay, let's coach each other and create this program as we go. And we launched the program. We took like really, like really, really easy. And in October, so we had like two, three months to prepare all of this. And we launched the program at 66. Um, so the, it was actually like how we started to shift our habits into healthy habits. We created this program and it was literally like 66 days of reforming yourself. Um, and it was a success. We had 50 people joining for the program in the initial launch it, it, and it was great. And that was also the time when she said, you know, you need to hire someone to help you with this stuff. I said, what me hire someone? Um, so yeah, that was the first time that I actually outsourced some of my work and I felt great. What was the mental block that you had, you know, in trusting somebody else to help you? You Because it's, uh, Mm -hmm. I understand, be you know, because I I've had people work for me for the past twenty years, and it's never uh, it's never a mental thing for me to let go to have somebody else take control of it. But when it comes to the actual way that they do it, sometimes it's like, well, that's not the way that I would do it. But you know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of okay. So how did you overcome that? mental block of actually trusting somebody else to pick up some of the work for you? Mm -hmm. Um, My dear Rebecca said, you know, you will never do work perfectly. No matter how you try, your work will never be perfect. Was that a, was that a lie that you were telling yourself that it's going to be perfect when I do it? And that's the only way it'll be perfect. Yes. (laughs) so she just straight up told you i'm sorry deanna you're not perfect yeah 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 Yeah. she told me perfect is a lie that was what she she said you know what if you're you are really like you're down for a surprise if you think that you can do things perfectly because no matter how you do it you will always judge yourself always and i said what do you mean and she said you know you might be you know, that was something that you are taught to, you know, being perfect daughter, being perfect, perfect student, being per- perfect mother. That doesn't exist. That's just bullshit, if I can say so. <laughs> um, and I said, what? What are you saying? No. And she said, yes, yes, yes. And she said, let's just go on an experiment. Let's just see if there is someone that can help you. Um, with the things that you don't need to do in your business. And I said, I need to do everything. <laughs> he said, no, just write the list 
something that you know a not to do list something that doesn't um doesn't fulfill you like you know building funnels doing like all this online marketing stuff does that fulfill you and i said yes i'm a tech nerd i love this stuff and she said no you love to speak you love to teach you love to coach you're an expert you don't need to do all this stuff yeah you are replaceable and i said okay and when i hired a first assistant it was just like oh my god like that was like 20 hours of For a sure. week like that's really? such a that's such a key point in delegating it isn't it and i, I love how your friend it's rebecca right what was mm-hmm. talking about this because you can take a look at your to-do list and say okay that question what doesn't fulfill me you know what what's on my list of things that is really not something that i'm passionate about but yet it still has to get done mm-hmm. those are things that you can put off to somebody else because no matter what, if you try to take it on all on your own, you're not going to do it perfectly regardless because you're still a human being. Even if you're going to do it a way that you think is right, you know what? Sometimes you're still going to mess up and that's okay because you can trust somebody else to fail, right? You can, you can, you can delegate the failure and it's okay because that person will grow too. And maybe those things, you know, those menial tasks, if you're talking about building funnels and you're a tech nerd or whatever else, they can do those things while you can focus on the vision and the direction and just the almost like the orchestra conductor and keep things going. Because if you love to speak, if you love to just put the pieces together, but somebody else can carry out those tasks. I love that division because you can say, what doesn't fulfill me that's on my list right now? Those are things I can delegate. Yeah, yeah, orchestrating. You said it so beautifully. That's fantastic. You've had a lot going on. I mean, where are you at today? Because we're talking just two years ago is when you had the, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to call it a meltdown because that's what it is. You know, I think everybody needs a good couple of meltdowns in their life as long as you move past them. Because the meltdowns are almost like a mirror that drops right in front of you to say, mm-hmm. hey, there's something that needs to change from where I'm at right now. And that's kind of the purpose of a meltdown, right? Mm-hmm. You were in your bed for three days, couldn't get out of your bed. Yeah. That's a meltdown. And that's mm-hmm. okay to have because it's your body, it's your mind, it's everything telling you time out. There's something that has to change here. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't change, this might be the place that you're at permanently because yes. it's going to kill you mentally. It's going to kill you physically. It's just going to kill you dead. Something mm-hmm. needs to change. You changed. Yeah. You started, um, you started being able to, to allow other people to support you. Yeah. You have that was kids. The first, you, yeah. did, did, how do you feel about motherhood now coming out of that? <laughs> yeah, well, well uh, my daughter is celebrating um, 13 tomorrow. Oh, fun. <laughs> and I feel kind of like, what? I'm a teenage mom. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> I have a teenager. Um, it's a lot of, like, I have to tell you, it's a lot of challenges. But yeah. me being like, I would say so me being mentally healthy and and, and she, on the top of all she's an ADHD kid it, it everything is difficult everything is like 10x <laughs> with her um, and me being healthy and me being mentally healthy gives me that strength to support her and to be the the mom that I want to be that's awesome um so i think that that change if i look back if I, I could explode, you know, I could, she would come and she would have this 
issue. And I would say, well, that's your problem. And we would get in an argument where I would just like, you know, I would start to yell and scream. Where now I catch myself. Um, you know, I, I literally like feel my energy. What is happening? What, what am I feeling? Um, will I react to this or can I find a way to get out of this and then like create a pro- proactive situation or, you know, a, something, a, a solution? Um, I control my emotions and that's, I think that's changed in a big way. Wow. What work did you do to help you with that? Oh, a lot. This year, I think that this year was such a such a shift. And, and, I, and I don't refer to Corona. That was not that. Like, it was not because of <laughs> pandemic. It was more of because in, at the beginning of 2020, I really decided um, that I, my word for, for 2020 was intuition. And I said, you know, everyone is talking about this intuition that what you know even my coach which was so strange because he was a dude like guy like really intuition we're talking about intuition that's <laughs> what, a, like, like a man, that's, what are you saying a man can't have intuition is that what you're saying right? that was my belief right um, i was like you know, you're this probably is like right just, i'm just going to tell you you're probably right because <laughs> women well, are way more intuitive really than men awesome that's well, that's cool he's really awesome and you know i would always you know imagine myself a manifestation babe like you know in you know spiritual goddess and i would think you know they have intuition i'm not like that i climb trees i'm a rebel i'm a misfit you know um i'm i dance like crazy like no one is watching me like i'm i'm that kind of person um intuition i don't know so in 2020 i really decided i'm not gonna push that was like you know i said it's it's going really well um, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I finally, you know, I have a team of three people. I'm really, really like honing into what feels good for me. Let's do more of that. And I said, I'm going to just, you know, not, not push. That was, that was the initial thought. I'm not going to push. I'm going to let go. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to be more in my feminine energy, whatever that meant. Like I didn't even know back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Everyone, you know, because everyone was telling me, you're such a doer, you, you, you make shit happen. And I was like, I don't want to be known for, for getting things done. I want to be, I want, I'm a human being. I'm not human doing because that's just not Whoa. difficult. Say that again, I, please. I'm not, <laughs> please. That's brilliant. I'm, I'm not human. We are human being, not human doings. Right. <laughs> I love that. Um, Tony Robbins, totally. I'm, I'm going to give a quote. Uh, do, you know, quote is, the, yeah, whatever. So Tony Robbins says that. And it, I, that in one point really resonated with me because I felt um, we, I support 98% of women, moms. You know, these are my clients. In one point, one of my friends told me, what D, what you're doing. Yeah, you know, these women, they cannot keep up with you. Even if you have team, even if you, you know, it's just not duplicable. It's not sustainable um, for anyone. I said, so what do you think that I need to do? And she said, there's a there's a, a key with you. You don't need to do anything. You just need to be more. So be whatever it feels good for you. Show what you are. 
really you, you know, show that, be, be, just be there. I said, oh, how do you do that? So in March, like really, you know, today, where I'm today, I am um, one of the knowledge broker uh, and ambassador for Dina Graziosi and Tony Robbins for, for their program. I'm also Mind Valley ambassador. And at that point, when I started to work with Mind Valley um, in depth, there was a program that Mind Valley just launched, and it was called Silva Ultramind Program. And I was like, "What? I don't know what's that. I'm just gonna apply and support the the launch cohort, like the the launch team." I really feel that that's something that I want to do. Little did I know <laughs> that that program is gonna change my life. And that was like, you know, I don't know if you meditate. Um, I didn't know, like I did meditate until you know for three four years but in this program you go deep you go into theta level and it's so deep that everything that i ever wanted i manifested so fast that it was like scary it was so so scary like i can't even like um i can't even explain what was happening and at one point vision who was actually who is the founder of, of mind valley he said you know be really careful what you're, where are you tapping into and what is your intuition telling you? Because once you start to listen to your intuition and shut down that external noise and listen to your inner voice, you're going to experience the whole new world. And I'm getting chills, like literally, like, is this me saying like, yes. Um, And I opened something that I even didn't know that exists. Um, My mom would always be like, she would have this sixth sense where if I would come home sad, she would call me and she would say, hey, I know that you're sad. What happened in school? She always had this strange, like, what? You're psychic. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> How do you know that I'm sad? Or, and that was the actually the box that I opened, but not for other people, but for myself, where I allowed myself to feel all the crazy emotions that are going around me. Like, and, and I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed those emotions and I really tapped into them. Um, so, what does it mean if I feel triggered by something? What does it mean that if I feel like really, really happy, can I call in happiness? And I know that this is really woo-woo, but um, it it really, that this year transformed my life in a way that I never knew that it's possible. Um, Yeah. Is this where you, where you love the saying life happens for you, not to you? Yes, yes, yes. 100%. That's great. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? What does that really mean to you? Um, so for the longest time, I would think, and I would believe that, you know, me being an immigrant kid and having, you know, life that we had, like we we were not poor, but we were not like well situated. It was like, I always felt like, why, why, why this needs to happen to me? Or we moved to Sweden seven years ago and I, I applied for 2,800 applications for a job and I didn't got a job. And I, with master's degree in business, I, I ended up cleaning toilets for a year. And, you know, all this crazy stuff. Once when I realized that when life happens, what life happens for you, 
is actually that you see a lesson in every situation that happens. Wow. Why did I become a cleaner? Well, I needed to, you know, that was a story in itself where I just needed to, <laughs> to claim, you know, I don't want to, you know, there was a nasty boss that always told me, you're just a cleaner. What are you doing? Why are you studying Swedish? You know? And I said, I want to study Swedish because I want something better for myself. And she said, you're just a cleaner. And hmm. I said, no, no. I am meant for more. And that was also like, okay, this needed to happen so I could actually claim my work. Um, why did it happen to me that, you know, um, or for me that we had such a life? Because now when I, and I'm just in in a few weeks, I'm about to publish my book where I went through these stories, what life actually taught me as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as a global citizen. And I talk about this that, you know, me being me being an immigrant kid that gave me the biggest advantage that underdog advantage i don't have anything to lose i don't have anything to lose no, that's awesome i just go i'm just going to go all in no matter what <laughs> i love it so how did you you know cleaning toilets that that's something that a lot would be you know you could really get into a deep dark state of depression if you have that thinking mm -hmm. i've got this masters in business how did you come out of that cuz i mean that's almost like a loss of identity isn't it how do you find your purpose again <laughs> coming out of that oh you you are like you're really screwing right <laughs> uh, so yes yes um it was, it was painful. And in terms of identity, I really lost my mojo. Like what, you know, I left my really good job. I was working in, at university. I was an HR specialist. Um, you know, we had uh, our nice new IKEA apartment, um, really good life. Oh, where we said, you know what, we just need something new. And I, and I came here to Sweden to finish my master's. And I thought, you know, life is going to be easy. You know, it's, it's easy. I have this so much experience. I, you know, I have a degree. I speak six languages. Like, you know, it's going to be like walk, walk in a park. <laughs> oh, I was so wrong. But the, I said, you know, I need to support my family because my husband couldn't speak language. And I was the only bread provider, um, caretaker, whatever. Um, and I said, okay, let's do this. I was, when it comes to work ethic, I was always, you know, in that way, in that job. And it wasn't the tiredness. I was really not tired of the job. I was tired of bullying. And it's really like in 21st century in Sweden, where we pride ourselves with, you know, equality and all this good stuff. Someone would tell you, you're just a cleaner. And nonetheless like the person who came as an immigrant here she would tell me like that was just something that no no I don't expect uh, accept that but I you know one of the good things that I really got from it I got to experience the, the tradition when I was working I was cleaning in the um, you know private homes and these were like luxurious homes where I could really see the tradition, the culture. My clients were amazing. They always support, they always said, you know what? Swedish population, they speak 95% English and perfect English. But they said, you know what? You need to learn Swedish. That's why we are not going to speak with you English. 
And I was so good. Like people here are so humble, like really nice. Like these, like Swedes people, Swedes are the nicest people on the whole planet. And I got to experience, you know, the tradition, the culture. I was traveling through the, the Stockholm, through the town because I was moving all around. So that was like a lesson in itself. And I needed that just to, you know, just to see and feel what it is uh, about this culture and, you know, that makes them so, so amazing. Because I knew that one of my biggest passion, because I come, you know, from parents who are from, in, you know, from Bosnia, I'm born in Slovenia, my husband is Albanian. I am a mix of, of different cultures. And I wanted to know what are Swedes like? We are bringing our daughters here to live. So I want to know more about them. That gave me that advantage, which I will always be grateful for. If, if you ask me, would you go back to that? Yes, yes. Um, how I overcome that is was extreme gratitude. In everything, like every day, I challenge myself to see something great and positive in every day. Maybe that was a butterfly that was just flying you know, around or sun or whatever, or a great note somewhere or a great quote, something that I was grateful for each and every day when I was actually at that work. That's fantastic. I'm blown away that you speak seven languages, really, you know, you're a polyglot and I, it's just, here's the question, why, you know, was it, is it just a, this I think we'll end with today because who needs to speak seven languages, really, <laughs> unless it's something you need for your, so, that says someone who speaks one language, right? <laughs> of course, you know, you know, I can see it as a business purpose, of course, you know, if you're traveling to different countries, you have business going on, but just to learn them, to learn them, there's got to be a reason behind that. What, what's the reason for you? And we can go like for an hour because there's a limiting <laughs> belief as well. But they always, when I was um, growing up, um, even in school, my, my teachers, my language teachers would always tell, tell me, you can't speak. You can't speak. <laughs> because I was speaking another language as my mother language was Bosnian and I couldn't speak Slovene. And they would always like, you know, book me for that. Um, and when I came to my... To, to high school, my German teacher, because we had a German, uh, she said, you, could, you can't speak. <laughs> and there was a pattern, you can't speak. Came to Sweden, the, why I didn't got a job was because I couldn't speak <laughs> the language, right? And that was so funny because when I left my cleaning job, I ended up working as a language teacher, which is crazy, <laughs> so crazy. Um, but what I what I what I see as a language because our daughters are getting the language. You know, we speak four languages in our house. What I see as an advantage of knowing multiple languages is that our brain thinks a little bit different. Different. Um, we think, you know, probably hundred miles per hour. But it's also like that cognitive um, growth in your brain. That it, this is scientifically proven. It's like you. We, we multilingual people, we think differently. And that also from an entrepreneurial perspective, it is, um, it allows me to connect emotionally with my clients because most of my clients, if they come, you know, they come from different countries. And just knowing the fact that I speak multiple languages, that I embrace all the cultures um, gives, 
I think that was one of the advantages. If you want to ask me, like, you don't go crazy and learn seven languages, but that, that was just my superpower that naturally like evolved as, a, you know, something that I value. That's great. Well, Deanna, you've been on such an amazing journey. It was really awesome hearing about it today. And keep going on that. I'm just going to encourage you because I'm sure that you're going to have some deep, dark places that are going to hit you again at some point. You know, but it's really cool because if you take every moment, like you're saying, as a learning experience, you're just going to keep mm -hmm. on plowing through the next ones and they're going to get easier and easier. And you're going to be like, I've, I've done this before. No problem. No problem. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, for being uh, uh, one thing that I also want to share with, because you said that, um, my friend Rebecca, she always said, and we all have that. We will all hit another level and that another devil, she always said, says when you mm. hit the wall just remember that you can crush that wall because you once did that and when next level comes and next level next devil comes know that that devil is also something that you can combat i love it awesome well thank you lady d thank you rick <laughs> what's shaking thank you for joining me on the all-in podcast Click the subscribe button and smash that bell for notifications. Text me, 312-535-8520. Follow me on social media, at Mr. Rick Jordan. See you next episode. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.